you ready for the challenge of today's homily? We have to love people that are different than us. And if you go, well, of course, Father, obviously, then we haven't really let hit home the truth and the reality of that call to us as Christians. We have to love people that are different than us. And we are not very good at it. We could tolerate what's different, but we don't often love what is different. That's the message that's preached in our country, that we are a tolerant country, we accept all peoples. And I think they still teach it in the schools that America is this melting pot where they all kind of blend into one kind of culture, whereas Canada, we are a mosaic. So everybody is able to maintain their cultural heritage while still living in this one country. But I think we're less like a beautiful image of a mosaic and more like blotches of color. Because when you look at the history of Western Canada, you've got your French community and your German community and your Polish community and your Ukrainian community. And they were all pretty much Christian, but from what I hear from my grandparents is they didn't get along very well from one community to the next. Because we don't know how to love what is different. We can tolerate it, which means that you stay over here and I'll stay over here and I'll let you do what you want to do and I'll do what I want to do. But if we ever cross paths, we don't know what to do with what is different. And that's kind of what plays out in the gospel today. So Jesus and his apostles are going outside of the territory of Israel. So they're going into foreign land, which in that period, you don't tread lightly when you go into a foreign territory. And the other part is knowing and remembering that it seems like it's less the case today, but religion was very much cultural back then. So Jesus and his apostles are walking in this land of Tyre and Sidon, and they run into this woman from that region. And so it seems harsh the way that Jesus deals with her when he first comes, that he just doesn't respond to her. And then the apostles are like, send her away. We don't have time for her. We don't want to listen to her. And Jesus says that we don't feed the dogs. And that sounds awful coming from the mouth of Jesus. But two things. One, this woman, because she was not of the Jewish people, would have worshipped many gods. So how could Jesus know that she was coming to him as one more God to give her what she wanted? Or because she had real faith in God, in the God of Jesus Christ? That's the first part. Then what is he trying to do with her? He's trying to draw out the good faith that is in her. And so the term dogs was actually the common term used by the people of Israel for all Gentiles, all people who were not of the Jewish faith, they called them dogs. So Jesus was using the common term of the day. And then in the woman's response, he identifies the good faith that is in her that she's leaving behind what is not good from her past of idolatry and the true faith that she has and grants her 
what she desires. The difference that's there that the apostles didn't know how to deal with, that Jesus does. See, the Jewish people, they saw themselves as the chosen ones by God, and they were. But God always chose the people of Israel for the sake of bringing the faith to the world. But they kind of saw this as a sense of entitlement and something to protect. And so when you listen to the prophets in the Old Testament, they're constantly telling them about their responsibility to bring the faith to others, and they don't do it. It's the constant struggle. Or in the early church, there is the problem of Jews who become followers of Christ, and you have Gentiles who become followers of Christ. And that's what St. Paul is talking about in his letter to the Romans today. How do we deal with that difference? The Jews who became Christian, they had their practices of circumcision and dietary laws and the commandments. The Gentiles had none of those things. So are the Gentiles supposed to be circumcised and follow the dietary laws and follow the commandments and be just like the Jews are Christians? Or are the Jews supposed to be like the Gentiles when they become Christian? And this became a big point of discussion and conflict in the early church. How do we love what is different? We're not very good at it. We look at the reality in Canada today. To me, it's something that we have never dealt with before in the history of humanity. We live in a more multicultural reality than ever before. Now, the way that I see things being dealt with right now is immigrant communities kind of form their own community within the larger community to find safety and security. There's not a real blending of cultures within our cities. There's pockets of cultures that live side by side, but not blending together because we don't know how to love what is different. How do we deal with someone who comes from the Hindu faith? How do we deal with someone, how do we love someone who comes from Asia and the practices of their way of life that comes from there? How do we love what is different? Or even simply the difference between people who live life in the city compared to people that live life in the country. Very different reality. And the approach to life is significantly different. Family life. We have the difference of personality between husband and wife, between parents and children, and between siblings. How do we love what is different? If we can't even do it within our own homes, how can we expect to do it in the world at large? And I dare say, even within our own parish, we're not very good at loving what is different. Not that I've heard lots of stories of fighting between parishioners, but I do see groups of parishioners that don't often mingle. How do we love what is different within cultures, within those who have been in the parish for 40 years compared to those who have been in the parish for five years? How do we love what is different? I'm not very good at it either. It's a struggle for me to know how to love what is different because it's more comfortable to live in what we know. Jesus calls us to love what is different. Not just tolerate it, but love it. Doesn't mean to accept everything that comes with that person. That's another homily.
our first point is to love the person that is standing in front of us. Because St. Paul tells us elsewhere that with Christianity, there's neither male nor female, nor slave nor free, because there is something that binds us all together. And that's our starting point. See, Jesus, what he does with the Canaanite woman is draws out the good that is in her. He doesn't let her keep worshiping idols. He doesn't accept all of those practices of her life, but he starts by drawing out what is good because our starting point as Christians is that we are all made in the image and likeness of God. One thing that's come up in the media recently with a whole bunch of other stuff is white Jesus with this idea of colonialism that European culture imposed itself through colonialism and white Jesus is just one more expression of that. That's such a narrow understanding of what's happening in Christianity. You can find depictions of Jesus from every culture in the world because Christianity is not cultural. It is not rooted in culture. It is for all peoples. You find Christianity in every corner of the entire world. And we don't have any fears about depicting Jesus as Japanese or African or Indian because Christ at the heart of all of that is what binds us together. This is our starting point, but our challenge is that usually we pick up first on everything that is different and everything that should be changed. Everything that should be corrected is the first thing that we identify in other people. And then we start to think about how we can make that person more in my image. And then I'll be able to love them. When they change this about themselves or change this about the way that they live, then I'll be able to love them. But that's not what we're called to do. We're called to love what is different. Because then what that allows to happen is give and take with difference. See, with the Jews and the Gentiles, the Gentiles didn't have to be circumcised or to follow dietary laws, but they were required to follow the Ten Commandments. They were required to follow the Ten Commandments. The Jews were challenged to let go of the need for circumcision and dietary laws as an essential part to their life of faith. There became some give and take between the Jewish and the Gentile Christians. And in order for difference to offer us to be open to what is different, we need to be willing to start from that point. So we can ask ourselves, do I really love what is different? Or am I simply tolerant of it? To love what is different is to be able to, with every person in every situation, to start by seeing the good that is present in them and to be willing to draw out that good and then to deal with what needs changing. Because for us as Christians, at the heart of who we are is love indifference. Because our God is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The Father is not the Son, and the Son is not the Father. And the Father and the Son are not the Holy Spirit. They are different, but together they are perfect love, perfect unity. The very essence of our Christian life is love and difference.